Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and good evening, everybody. You're on Violet Reiki Radio. I am your host, Rose Menez. I am a Reiki Shihan in Three Methods of Reiki. And I bring you this show every week on a Thursday at 9 p.m. And very first off the bat, I would like to thank... The Seika Network, the founders of the Seika Network, for giving me the opportunity to bring you this show every Thursday at 9 p.m., where we talk about Reiki and all things surrounding Reiki, its discovery, roots, practice, and more. We speak very often of things that would have been of great interest to the founder of Reiki, Mikao Sui. And we also um, discuss martial arts, metaphysics, uh, many different things. Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own. Healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, and personal and spiritual development. For more information on Reiki, please visit my website, www.violetrosereiki.com. Or you can send an email to me at rose at violetrosereiki.com and I'll answer any question you may have about Reiki. A lot of people are confused. Um, Lots of people, there's lots of information out there on the worldwide net, on the internet. We're all connected. Um, Some of it is true. Some of it is false. Some of it is confused and messed up. So if there's anything in your mind or you come across something searching Reiki, looking about, you know, to study about Reiki and to find out more about Reiki and you you have a question and you're a bit confused, just email me and I will answer any question you have. 
And I love answering questions about Reiki, and I love teaching Reiki, and I love practicing Reiki. I just love Reiki. Um, you can find me on Facebook as, as Violet Rose. And um, also, I have a page on Facebook that's called Reiki Ward. Reiki Ward was formed about three years ago to um, provide free of charge, distance Reiki healing for all humans and animals all over the world. It's global. Wherever they're getting internet and Facebook, they're getting Reiki Ward. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing each day at a minimum. Some days we actually get more in. And um, we the easiest way to put up a healing request on Reiki Ward is to post you go in a little search box on, box on Facebook and type in Reiki Ward or Reiki Ward page. And it will take you to the link for Reiki Ward. And we have uh, the icon for Reiki Ward is uh, very similar to the MASH tent, if you guys remember the show in the movie MASH. And it just says Reiki Ward. So look for that icon and, um, you know, click on it and just post whatever your healing request is and we will get to it and there's always somebody monitoring the the wall and we will then get to work on your healing request immediately and then what we do is we take those very same requests and we place it on our healing crystal grid for 24 7 healing energy and it's quite a powerful collective we have somewhere in the area of five to six hundred Reiki practitioners working on your requests on a daily basis. So you put in your request and we take the request and we post it to the wall so that everyone can see it and get to work on it ASAP. So um, feel free to go there and put up a request. Feel free to share anything on the Reiki Ward page with your friends, colleagues, family, whoever. This evening, I am very happy and honored to have as my guest, Laurel Geyer. Laurel is a Reiki master teacher. She is licensed with the International Center for Reiki Teaching. She's the founder of Infinite Light Healing Studies Center in Sedona. Laurel also teaches Reiki crystal healing and Reiki sonics sound healing classes. For 20 years, she has co-facilitated the International Reiki Retreat with William Lee Rand. Laurel is the author of the book on Karuna Reiki, and there's a couple of others that she's written, and Be Peace Now. And since the inception of Reiki News Magazine, she has contributed many articles. Beginning in 1994, she has served as director of the International Center of Reiki Training and licensed Reiki Master Teacher Program from which she mentors student and senior teachers along their Reiki path. Along with her husband, Michael Baird, and I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, they operate an active Reiki practice with clients and students in Sedona. So let's bring on Lorel and have a chat about her life as a Reiki practitioner and teacher and everything. Hi, Laurel. Hi, Violet. Thank you for inviting me. This is exciting. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest. It's very exciting. And um, you just, I don't know if you guys got together, but I know I was attempting to make it to Sedona because I've been chasing Franstina of the International House of Reiki all over the United States trying to take his Shinzenin class. And he said, oh, well, I'm going to be in Sedona. And I said, that would be great, thinking I could take that class to Franz, see Franz, and, and get together with him again because I haven't seen him since he was here in New York in 2012 for the New York City Reiki Conference, I could get to see you and meet you and check you guys out, and it just didn't work that way. <laughs> well, it well was divine timing. Yeah, he, he um, we hosted him for a little open house the night before his class, 
and so it was the first time I'd met him. He's just a real sweetheart. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't work, but like you said, divine timing. I trust because this is not the time, but it'll come. And um, yeah, I had spoken uh, about you a long time ago with Kathy Lipinski, and she said, if you ever want to go out there, just let me know. And I said, okay, and here I am, and I'm still not there, but I know it's coming. Neither is she, so let's let's just kidnap her and you guys both come out here. Oh, well, that's a great idea. I could do a kidnap and just drag her out there and we'll all be together. Yeah, I like it. Fun. <laughs> so, did I pronounce Michael's name right? I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Okay, good. <laughs> and the people, I hate to pronounce people's names wrong, so I always apologize ahead of time, just in case. Um, so, what everybody probably wants to know, what I always want to know from every one of my guests is, how did you wind up knowing about and coming to be involved with Reiki? Hmm, Reiki specifically, um, it's been working with healing has really been a calling of mine since I was a very little girl. Um, but when I first Actually, I guess I should tell you this part because it ties into when I found the word Reiki. Um, I I was the eldest of three children, and um, I was six years older, or my brother, yeah, six years older than my brother, seven years older than my sister, and so I'd been an only child for quite some time. And um, I had just learned how to read, and I had a new book, and I had read it all by myself, and I was excited. So I went running to my mom because I wanted to show her that I could read this book by myself from beginning to end. But my mom was really busy with the two little, little creatures in the house. Um, and so I asked her if I could read it. And she said, honey, I don't have time right now, uh, but we can do it later. And I was, must have had a disappointed look on my face because she said, well, I hope you understand. I just have a lot more responsibility with these two new babies. And I said, what's responsibility, mom? And uh, she very quickly said, go ask your father, who happened to be home that day working on his, uh, <laughs> in his office on the drafting table. Mm-hmm. And I went bouncing into his office, and he was very intensely drawing uh, on his drafting board. It, had no, it was oblivious to the fact that I was even there. And I b- bounced into the office, and I said, what's responsibility, Dad? And he looked up from his table, and he said, uh, responsible people have a plan for their life. And it was that tone of voice, like, don't ask any more questions. <laughs> so I went back to my to my room and um, realized that my grandmother, just a week before, um, had given me a Bible. And when she gave me the Bible, she said, honey, if you have any questions about life, all the answers are in this book. So I must have been a very literal child because I thought, oh, well, this is my question. I want to know what I'm supposed to do with my life so I can be responsible. So I sat down on the floor in my room with my Bible in my hands. And I just said, what am I supposed to do with my life when I grow up? And it flopped open in John. And I was reading all these uh, stories of Jesus doing these miraculous healings, and I was just feeling so excited and happy. And I thought, well, I'd like to do that. And I'm still reading. And and then I come across a verse, which I'm not going to quote accurately, but it said something like, these things I do, you will do, and even greater. And it's like bells and whistles went off in my little head. And I was so excited. And I went running to my very devout Lutheran mother at the time. And I said, Mom, I know what I'm going to do when I grow up. And she says, that's really nice, honey. What do you want to do? She's still with the babies and half, you know, half listening, I guess. And I said, well, I'm going to learn how to heal people like Jesus did. And I'm going to go around the world and teach uh, people they can do it too. And to this day, I remember my mom's jaw dropping. And um, she said, well, honey, that's nice, but you can't do that. And I said, why can't I? And she said, because only Jesus can do that. And I said, oh, no, Mom, it's right here. And I read her the verse in the Bible. And she said, well, I know that's what it says, but that's not exactly what it means. And I said, oh, yes, it is. It's in the red letters. And Grandma said it. It's in the red letters. That means Jesus said it, and it's the truth. (laughs) And she just kind of rolled her eyes when we dropped it, and I went back to my room and um, I did not realize the power of what I did next until years later when I was practicing Reiki. But what I did was sat down in my room, very perplexed, because this was the first time I'd ever doubted anything my parents said. But 
um, I just remember saying, okay, God, I think this is what you want me to do. And mom says, I can't. And the Bible says, I can't. And if you want me to do this, you're going to figure it out. and You're going to show me someday. And I just let it go and went on about being a kid. And then just um, several months later, I, I had learned that my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, had been diagnosed with a very rapidly progressing form of multiple sclerosis. And um, that was really my the catalyst for me to really start exploring what other alternatives are there besides Western medicine because there was nothing that they could do to help him. And so I went through several different studies and uh, in my teenage years and my early 20s. And um, one of them was in my early 20s was Kundalini Yoga. And I was like a footloose, fancy free, 20-something-year-old going to yoga at 4 o'clock in the morning, no responsibilities whatsoever. And the next thing I knew, it's like a spiritual tornado, it makes me think of Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, came in and <laughs> spun me out of Iowa and plopped me in uh, the Louisville, Kentucky area. And it was 10 years before I heard the word chakra again very different environment, and I felt very lonely. And then one day, a woman I'd never met knocked on my door. She was a neighbor from across the street. She introduced herself, and she hemmed and hawed, and she said, well, my name's Debbie, and I, you might, if you want me to go away, I'll go away to say so. I don't know why I'm here. I just know I'm supposed to be here. Would you go to a psychic care with me? It's over in Indiana, and it starts in an hour, like as fast <laughs> as she could talk. And I about jumped out of my skin, and I said, yes, 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 I'll go. So Debbie and I went to the psychic fair, and I was oh, I was just like in heaven, and I saw uh, crystals and people doing readings, and uh, there were crystal skulls, and we were walking down this hallway from one exhibit to the next. And as we were walking down the hallway, um, something caught my peripheral vision. It looked like a spark. And so I turned around, and I looked at it, and it was just a handwritten sign, and it said Reiki intro with an arrow pointing down the hallway. And... I flashed back to that experience when I read that verse in the Bible and I grabbed Debbie's hand and drug her down the hallway and we went into this Reiki intro and it was about a 10-minute discussion of what Reiki is and there were some practitioners there and they put hands on the few of us that were there so we could feel the energy and I was fascinated. And so I was in a Reiki one workshop um, the very the very next Saturday and that was actually... I guess, 27 years ago, and I've been practicing Reiki in some form every single day since then. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That is great. That's amazing. Um, it reminds me of, of my own uh, story because I remember when I was a child, I have a really odd um, kind of lineage, I think. It, my mother's entire side of the family, my maternal side, they're all the psychics. They're all they they're naturally born psychic. They're intuitive. They get messages. Some are clairvoyant. Some are clairaudient. I mean, and, and that was kind of like the natural thing to do. But amongst each other, if we say, "Well, I saw this or I heard this," everybody would go, "Shh, shh, shh, shh. don't say anything, because they'll lock you up as a nut." We, <laughs> we never said anything. And then my dad's side of the family, the paternal side. They were very religious, and my paternal grandfather got the name as the, the healer from Brooklyn because people would bring him their infant and toddler children to have him heal them because he would hold the child in his left arm, and he would pass his right hand from the top, the crown chakra going down the body, and he would be praying. So it was kind of like a faith healing because my grandmother and my grandfather were devout Catholic. and um. You know, they had the entire room full of saints and candles and stuff. It was, like, insane. But very religious people. So through this, my grandfather was healing these people, and word got out, and everybody was bringing their kids to, to Angelo. And the funniest thing is I never realized the correlation and the connection and, and why I do what I do now because when I was in my second-level Reiki class, it just hit me in the head when, when they were talking about the bias and scanning and the healing. I'm like, oh, my God, I really belong here. This, I think, you know, <laughs> feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that was the click that sent me, you know, into Reiki full force. That combined with the fact that 
Reiki had healed my lower back issues so well that I, I said, you know, God, I've got to tell the world about this. And that was the other half of, I got to, I got to do this. I got to practice this. I got to teach this. I got to go all Reiki. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how we get into this stuff. Yeah, it really is. And it's so fun to to meet people that are just newly into, into Reiki too. And it's, you know, we, we never are, we never become numb to the miracles. They're just there all the time. Right, and the thing that that also is great is, believe me, I've been doing this show uh, a year and a half. I've had quite a few guests on, and no one's story about how they came to Reiki is exactly the same. It's like snowflakes. It's like we're all like snowflakes. We're each individual, but the Reiki stories, each one is unique of how... Mm -hmm the universe or how the divine source, divine energy got us all, you know, all paths leading to Reiki and we all get there one way or the other. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, I've heard you say, or I read somewhere that you say Reiki equals divine love. And I myself say Reiki equals love. Reiki is love. And I know Franz has said it a, a Quite a few of us have said that, but I want your take on it. Reiki is divine love. That's that is one way you can actually translate it from Japanese. But that's been my experience since the very first time I felt it, and the more that I work with it, the more it grows. And um, I was first taught unconditional love, universal love, spiritually guided life force energy, and yeah, those are all. Um, accurate translations, but what do we feel when we receive it? What I feel is definitely divine and it is pure, pure love. And there's nothing else like it. Right. And I'm, I'll am i tell you that a long time ago, I, I struggled with uh, self-esteem issues as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult. And after my ex-husband had picked up and left, I was sitting in my office one day and I'm sitting here thinking, nobody loves me. And, and my therapist had said to me, you know, all you ever wanted was for someone to love you. And I was like, yeah, I did. Nobody ever did. Oh, God, I feel so abandoned. And Lorel, I got this feeling. I felt like this pyramid of light and, and like light and sparkles come down over me. And it was the most beautiful feeling I had ever had. And as I was absorbing that, going, wow, this is really great. I I made the connection. It's like something in my head just said, this is God. This is divine source. Mm -hmm. This is divine love. God loves you, you silly girl. And from that moment going forward, I said, well, you know, God loves me. And, And because of this feeling, I know God loves me, then I love me. And it changed my life. And when I started practicing Reiki, when I feel the, when the Reiki flows and when I'm doing the Reiki, that's the exact same feeling. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is love. It's amazing. Yeah. Because I feel the same thing and sometimes the clients will say, well, you know, I yeah, I feel this feeling of love. And it's like, yeah, well, that's it. You know. Um. What made you, or how did you decide to open the Infinite Light Healing Study Center? That started when I was living in Kentucky. And um, it, I, I had my independent practice. And actually, my accountant suggested that I start a subchapter S corporation. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, I have to have a name. And I sent Reiki, I was in meditation, sent Reiki, and just asked for a name. And it came. That's what came. And I've learned when I ask for something in a manner like that, I better follow the guidance. And so that was what it, what it was in Kentucky. And then um, then when I ended up moving to Arizona, I just kept the corporate name all along. And the center has always had it's, – it's kind of um, morphed from one, one format to another. Um, at first it was just me teaching classes, and I did open a healing center – Physical Healing Center in Kentucky, um, which is actually Kathy Lipinski and I used to run uh, United in 
healing, um, a Reiki, a Reiki share group that brought the community together here. And um, then, then it was just my traveling. It was just the center was me. And I was, I was traveling pretty much anywhere around the planet that Reiki decided to blow me. And, nice. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I've traveled a lot of different places, and the greatest thing about that is it's made me so incredibly hopeful for this planet and for humanity because there's millions of people around the planet just like us that really care, that we care about the earth, we care about one another, and um, are learning how to tap into our own inner healing powers as well to take care of our our own physical, mental, and emotional bodies. And there's just people everywhere that are doing this. But, of course, you don't ever hear about that on any of the mainstream media or anything. But there are so many people that really, really care, and we're working the energy, and it's changing the planet. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I get discouraged, because sometimes you have date, and I don't listen to news or radio, that kind of media, because it's just all negativity, and it's all so right. just downing. And sometimes, like, even on Facebook, you'll see things, and it's like, oh, my God, the hatred, the the, the ignorance, the, the bigotry, the mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, God, you know, but we're all from love and should be love, and we are all one, but, like, sometimes it's getting out of hand, but... Then you see, like, in a little obscure place or something where one person shines a little light, and it's like, you know what? All is not lost. It's it's a tough battle. But we're out there. We're together. And those of us who are shining positive light on the earth and on, you know, the universe, um, and we're doing we're doing good. Yeah, we were all put here for a reason, and we've all found Reiki. And... The more that we work with the energy, the higher our individual vibration becomes. So we're holding more light, and that that has an exponential effect on the entire planet. It ripples out from us. And it also helps us keep ourselves in check. You know, when we start to feel some of those lower-level emotions come up, we learn that we need to, we need to turn it on ourselves and figure out, um, either figure out why the situation is bothering us so much or just let Reiki transmute it into a feeling of peace and and uh, helping us look at the love. There's love in every situation and every single heart, even if it's hard to see. But Reiki helps us see it through God's eyes. Right, right. Now, can you touch on a little bit, what is Reiki Sonic? Well, Oh, Reiki Sonics is a name we gave for a little class that we teach to Reiki people. uh, Reiki Sonics has a prerequisite of Reiki Level 2. And in it, we introduce people to how working with sound uh, and Reiki together enhances both. Sound by itself can be very healing. We know Reiki, you don't need anything to use Reiki, any extra tools. But Reiki enhances everything you apply it to. And uh, sound has its own healing properties. And so when you combine the two, you just have a beautiful combination. And we work with um, crystal bowls and like the frosted crystal bowls and also crystal bowls that are infused with other gems and minerals to bring in the qualities of those, those frequencies that the stones have. We work with Tibetan bowls. We work with drums. And we have a tuning fork um, kind of technique, I don't like to use the word technique, but I guess that's what it is, uh, a way of working with tuning forks with Reiki to uh, bring the chakras into balance. That it, it just, the two, the combination of the two is just fabulous. Um, and I just love it. We, you know, anything that we do, we combine Reiki with it. And the, and the class needed the name. And so that was another name that came was Reiki Sonics. So that's all part of the sound healing that you do and the, the drumming, right? Right. Well, Michael teaches a Reiki drumming class that's specific about applying um, the, the frame drum in healing sessions. But he he touches on that in the Reiki Sonics class. And then if people have an interest in going in depth with that, uh, sometimes they come to those classes but the principles of um, Reiki drumming as well as the principles of Reiki sonics are really basically the same. 
Mm-hmm. And in that that drumming class, does Michael also incorporate some shamanism or method, you know, teaching of shamanism? Um, well, we have a different philosophy on shamanism in that we have taken shamanic healing classes. Um, we don't consider ourselves shamans. We work with one of the, the basic principles that we learned in the classes that we took. Um, which are likely different than other people's classes, but we learned that the shaman is the one that travels and does the healing for the person who needs to receive the healing. And there is some fear in the shaman losing their soul and different different theories around that. And after taking the training, um, we just felt like everything that we want, everything that we do to be empowering to the recipient we don't want to be the healer. We want to help bring that healing power out within the person themselves. And so he teaches how to work with Ray and the symbols um, for rather than power animals, you have power frequencies that you can work with that are just innate and Reiki, and also how to use our uh, distant healing symbol to travel. So it, it has some similarities to shamanism, but it's, it's definitely Reiki-flavored. Right, right. It's uh, kind of parallel, not the same, but parallel. Right, right. And yeah. We honor always people do healing. So just because that, just because traditional shamanism wasn't the right thing for us, I I know many people, particularly here in Sedona, that are shamans that do beautiful, beautiful work. We just work in different ways. And when you think about it, there are a lot of different types of shamanism. Shamanism isn't just one thing because every culture has its form of shamanism. You know, you have Native American, then you have the South American uh, natives who who have their shamanism. You have, and I'm sure there's shamanism in Japan. The different, uh, like in Shinto, and the different uh, mm-hmm. beliefs and stuff. So, yeah, there's not shamanism is not all the same across the board. But again, right. similar, but similar practiced differently, but the same theory, you know? Yeah, and that's, I mean, the same thing is happening in Reiki. People are being guided to use Reiki in different ways, and some people are discovering new frequencies, and and they're not all for everybody. Right? For me, whenever I'm considering studying anything, whether it's Reiki or any any other, anything that would, any, if I'm going to learn anything, period, I use our distant healing symbol and I send it to the energy or the class and um, I ask, is this right for me? And sometimes I get a yes and sometimes I get a no and sometimes I get not now. Um, but I always, Ricky is my always my fallback best friend when it comes to discerning things like that. Right, right. Okay, I'm going to take a very brief break so you can maybe get a sip of water or do something, and we will be back in just a little bit. Hang in there, people. All right. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peake says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth Campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for RAD. Please don't drink and drive. And don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ristita De Jesus. And I'm Robert Deal. 
We're the founders of the Seika Network on Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening to Violet Reiki Radio. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. We now return to Violet Reiki Radio with your host, Rose Jimenez. Okay, we are back. Uh, let's see. All right. I'm here. You're here, Laurel, right? <laughs> right. I'm still here. Okay. I like to check. You never know. Um, yeah, you three, I saw that you have three books. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have written Unconditional Reiki, Reiki Shamanism, and the book on Karuna Reiki, correct? I did not write Reiki Shamanism. Oh, you didn't? Um, okay. I wrote BP, BPs now. And the, oh, and the okay. unconditional Reiki is just a new little, very—it's just a little skinny little book, and it's—it's. Um, it's, I've been giving it to my students to pass out to people to explain to them what Reiki is and the many ways that you can use it. Um, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's a fun little book. That's the newest one, and I'm currently the book on Karuna Reiki I wrote back in 1999, and I'm currently uh, writing or revising it and updating it. Actually, I've been doing that for three years, and now it's in its almost final stages. I hope to have it out by summer solstice. Okay, and the big piece now you said is that that's a little booklet, or that's the newest one, or uh, no? Uh, that the newest one is unconditional Reiki. Okay. That's what what is and what is big piece now basically about? I mean, obviously it's about peace, but what it's actually you it's trying? About, it's actually the self study course actually and i have it online at bpsnow.com for free uh we also sell the booklet or the book it's um it's an 11 week self study course that has some mantras in it and some mudras and some symbols that are not reiki symbols that were given to me many years ago that and the the exercises are such that they help us align our frequency attune our frequency to this profound peace, and it helps people um, when they're moving through challenges and uh, difficulties in their life to just be able to really feel absolute peace within themselves. That's so great. I just, course. I just typed that into the chat room. See, a lot of people have co-hosts, and the co-host does all the, the work with the chat room, but here i got to do it myself. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so it's, they can find this at uh, bpeacenow.com, right? Right. Okay. Got that it's it's free out there. You can you can download and pr- print it off, or uh, we do we uh, on our website at Peace Place Gifts we do sell the printed hard copy book. 
or not hard copy, but you know, the printed, the real thing. All right, great. The real thing, the actual paper, the, the with the spine right. and the whole thing. It's a book. Yeah, if you don't want to have to print it out yourself, we did it for you. <laughs> it's in an ebook. I hate those things, those Kindles and ebooks, because to me it doesn't. It's got to have a spine. It's got to have glue. It's got to have pages. Otherwise, yeah. it's not a book. <laughs> but this progress. Um. Okay. Let's see. Now you are. Um. I heard you say that Reiki enhances intuition. So give me your take on that, because I think we both believe sort of the same thing here. Well, I think, you know, anytime that we are working with, we're working with the Reiki energy, we're purifying our energy field and our chakras. And we know that the upper chakras, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown are all directly affecting our spiritual perceptive abilities. And as just as we clear, we become more um, attuned to these subtle frequencies and the guidance that comes in on these frequencies. Um, and just it's every, everybody has different ways that they receive their spiritual guidance, um, but it's just it's just that kind of for me it's that inner knowing. I mean, sometimes I have visions and things, but mostly it's just that inner knowing that this is right for me right now rather than having to um, re- rely on somebody else's opinion. Right. I know I have a lot of students, they get really neurotic about, um, like when we do the practice, um, I didn't get all the hands positions. I didn't do all the hands positions mm. and, and all of that. And I'll tell them it's okay. You know, it's, they're there, but don't make it, don't put pressure on yourself that, oh, my God, if I didn't do the last five hand positions, my session's not complete or it's deficient or I didn't do right by my, my clients or, or the person that I was receiving the Reiki. I mean, that causes a lot of undue stress. And a lot of times right. I'll tell them, go with your intuition. You know, it's like, okay, you have the hand positions. You have the five from Usui Sensei, and then we have the other positions that the Dr. Hayashi gave us and down the line, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Go with your intuition and you'll be fine. We we tell the students that they're training wheels. Use them if you feel like you need them until you're into, until you're until you're trusting your own intuition. They're helpful if somebody really doesn't think they're intuitive or doesn't know that they are yet. Um, and Asui, primary, I mean, how did he come up with the first five hand positions? By using his intuition to start. Um, right. I, I, you know, when I first learned Reiki, that was back when if you didn't have your hands in the right place, uh, you could expect to have your hands slapped by the teacher. Yeah. Um, that was a long time ago, and I hope there's not that's not going on anymore. Um and the fact that we have Gasho and then Reiji Ho and we invite the energy to guide our hands, that's part of um, developing our intuition or asking our intuition to help us develop as practitioners. That I think is really important, much more so than what you, what's on a chart on the wall or in a book. Yeah. Because Reiki yeah. is guiding us. You know, we, we ask, we invoke for Reiki, we ask to be guided, then why would we turn our back on that guidance? And I remember my very first class, my very first, very first time I taught anyone Reiki, I was shaking in my shoes. And I, um, I start, I get to the point where this is a level two and I get to the point where I'm showing him how to do the symbols. And when I went to draw Han Shazeshanen, I was missing one line (laughs) and he says to me, this doesn't look like what's in the book. And I'm like, he said, well, see, here it has two lines. Yours only has one. And I I just froze in my spot and went, oh, my God. But then I said to myself, but this has been working for me for years. I didn't start, you know, teaching Reiki right, right out the gate. I waited a couple of years. And I'm like, but it's been working. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so then to me, this is telling me, like, all right, so you forgot this line, or that line's not as long as you were shown, but it's working. So it's really the intelligent energy, the intent, and I think it's it's much more than just precision. 
Exactly. And like, he, and like you just said, you know, the, the, the hand positions, if you can do all of them, fine. If not, fine. They're training wheels. But you get to a point where, like Francis, you know, always says, be Reiki. When you're in that that space of Reiki, when you are being Reiki, then really everything's fine and, and, and nothing can go wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. Right. Yeah. I think the only thing we can ever do wrong is get in the way. And we bring the energy in, ask our personality and ego to stand aside and just let it flow. If we try to analyze it or manipulate it or control it, we're restricting the flow. We're filtering the energy out. And to me, that's the only thing that we could ever do wrong is just get in the way and prevent it from flowing as much as it possibly can. Right. And so, as I say, you know, trying to get around your own ego at times is like trying to get around Mount Everest. It's sometimes not so easy. But, uh, yeah, and Reiki definitely enhances your intuition. If you have a little bit of intuition um, and you're flowing that Reiki every day, especially like when my students, they start doing it day by day, I've had them come to me and say, yeah, I'm starting to see things and feel things and hear things. And yeah, it's called your intuition. So mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, I try to keep my intuition and psychic abilities out of my Reiki because if you'll remember, now we're becoming more mainstream. But like years ago, mm-hmm. I spent I spent 20 years in the, being like what I call a closet psychic because I didn't want people to think I was out of my mind and nuts and lock me up and throw me in a rubber room so I never said anything. And I certainly didn't want to mix it with Reiki because seeing what we were getting from the medical community, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they'll never, they will never embrace this, this healing method. They're just not going to embrace it because you were hearing in the news that we were all a bunch of wackadoodles and we were crazy mm-hmm. and new age wackos. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> so I kept the psychic stuff out of the Reiki. But right now, I'm seeing the past couple of years, it's being embraced. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, finally, finally. You know? yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's funny. You say that you love skeptics. <laughs> you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have some skeptic it. stories. You want to hear them? Yes. What do you do to these people? I want to know. <laughs> well, my <laughs> my greatest skeptic was my father. He passed um, almost six years ago now. But, see, I had a, an experience when I was 13. See, I was energy sensitive and psychic. And um, my um, dad sat me down when I was 13 years old, and he said, now there's a real world and there's an imaginary world. And I want you to stop talking about these imaginary things because people will think there's something wrong with you. And so I did and had a whole bunch of ramifications came from shutting down. I became a very rebellious, uh, complicated teenager and became kind of self-destructive for a while. And I'm going to fast forward now. My dad ended up moving to Argentina and he was out of our lives for quite a long time. And um, then... I found myself with him in a car driving down from Kentucky to Florida to get my grandmother who had had a stroke. She was 94. And Dad and I were in this car together. And I I left home when I was 17. And he and I had not been together for um, more than two minutes, just the two of us, (laughs) probably. So we didn't even know how to relate to each other. And um, he had a frozen shoulder. He was driving the car, and he had a frozen shoulder, and it was causing him pain. And he kind of winced and, oh, my shoulder. And I said, what's wrong with your shoulder, Dad? And he said, um, oh, I have a frozen shoulder. I've had it for seven years, and I have had done everything. And I've gone to chiropractors and physical therapists, and I've had steroid shots and blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, well, Dad, I could do some Reiki on it. And he goes, what's Reiki? And I tried to explain it to him, and, and he said, you, no, you're not doing any of that psychic crap on me. And I responded like I was 17 and kind of like, fine, whatever. And, I was uh-huh. and then um, so we continued. And this was like a 24-hour car drive over two days. And, I mean, he, like every hour, hour and a half, he's complaining about his shoulder. 
And a couple times I offered, and I wasn't going to do any of that stuff on him, he said. But when we got down to where we were staying in Florida, my dad actually went and lied down on the floor, and he was literally writhing in pain. I was so tired of hearing it by that time. I said, Dad, this is ridiculous. Let me do Reiki. And he said, oh, I don't care what you do. If you think it will help, just do it. Uh-huh. And so, boy, I activated the energy, and I, I just I, I didn't dare give him a whole treatment. You know, but I just invoked the energy and I put my hands on his shoulder and kind of was moving around his back. And, you know, when you, when somebody has a lot of tension in their muscles, how sometimes when it releases, you can feel that release under your hand, almost like popcorn hit your right, hand right. or elastic snapped or something. And I felt uh, this happening on his back and I got really excited. And I re- realized that my ego had slipped in when I was thinking, yes, 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 I'm going to show him. Whoops. <laughs> I have to say, so I focused on the symbol, the power symbol, and got myself out of it, and I continued to give him Reiki. I probably did it for half an hour, and then I just stopped and sealed the session and did a prayer of thanks, and I just waited for him to wake up. And I noticed when when he woke up, of course, we were in different surroundings, so that was unfamiliar, and I noticed when he real, you know, he had his bearings where he was. And then I could see the look on his face when he remembered, oh, she was doing that psychic stuff on me before I fell asleep. So he sits up with this really determined look on his face to show me this stuff doesn't work. And lo and behold, he very gradually discovered that he had full range of motion forward and backward with his shoulder. And as he's swinging his arm around, he goes, that's amazing. What would you do? And I said, I didn't do anything, Dad. It was just all the tension from leaning on your arm at the drafting table. Your shoulder was frozen. It wouldn't, even if the therapy or anything else would have helped, you kept leaning on it um, and making it worse. And I said, Ricky, just relax those muscles and relieve the stress, and your arm works now. And he goes, that's amazing, that's amazing. And then after that, um, anytime our family lives all over the place, and so we were very rarely together <laughs> as adults. But when we when we did get together, if somebody complained about a headache or anything like that, he'd go, "Let her do that stuff she does; it really works." So I that's my love first it. skeptic story. That was my first skeptic story. That actually, my dad and my stepmom eventually uh, had me teach them Reiki level one and two, and I made them go through a regular class just to, I did just for the two of them because he was having issues with his heart and Reiki actually ultimately extended his life by probably 15 years because um, he was uh, developing blood clots that were causing seizures uh, lodging in his brain and lodged in his uh, left ventricle of his heart and Reiki actually dissolved the blood clots to the point where the medication could where it wasn't dangerous for medication to dissolve them. It shrunk them. That was visible on an MRI from one day to the next. That's great. That is great. Amazing. It is amazing stuff. Um, It really is. I remember, you know, I always had back issues, and I I went to Reiki because it was like, okay, I either have to live with my chiropractor, you know, ask him if I could live in his basement, or I got to find a better way. And Reiki was the thing that did it. And because uh, I could not bend over. I had the issues in the lower back. And it was like when I bent over, there was no guarantee. I was coming back up again and I couldn't lift anything. It was just horrible. And after the Reiki, uh, we happened to have a snowstorm not too long after. And I was husbandless. We had divorced and my husband was gone. And I have a quite a bit of property. It's a hundred feet going across, and then from my garage going down, it's a hundred feet going down. And I'm like, who's going to shovel this? I oh, I I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> and I just got out there with the shovel and said, okay, if it takes me six hours, this is on me. I have to shovel this. And I went little by little, and I was shoveling, you know, little shoveling my life away there. And time went by, and when I finished. I remember standing on the patio in front, looking at the expanse of my shoveling, and my teeth kind of fallen out. I said, I did this? I did this? And then mm-hmm. I thought, I didn't do this. Reiki did this. And from then on, I was like, oh, God, you all have to find out about this. Learn it. Get it. Do it. This is my get sliced white bread. This is the bomb of life. This is This is where it's at. 
So, and then going forward, I had to tell everybody about it and be able to teach people because whoever wanted to learn, I wanted to be there to teach them. So it's an amazing, amazing modality uh, thing. I don't know even what to call it because it's, you know, energy, modality, practice, method. It's just, it's great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, and you, a lot of people say, oh, Reiki, you have to use crystals. You don't have to, but do you use the crystals when you do your Reiki healing? Did you say, do I use big crystals? Do you or use do any you crystals? crystals? Oh, yeah. I usually do, not always. Um mm-hmm. Because Reiki enhances everything you apply it to, and because crystals have some of their own innate healing qualities, they're perfect combination. And uh, crystals, I always incorporate quartz crystal, if nothing else, because quartz amplifies our predominant thoughts and our predominant feelings. And so particularly when we start with a specific intention, if we do start with a specific intention, it helps to focus that intention. And we have a, um, human beings have a biocrystalline structure in the center of our cells, and uh, quartz crystal has a very similar structure. And so there's already an automatic uh, energetic resonance. And so when we infuse a crystal with Reiki and intention, it's helping, that, it's helping them communicate more specifically with the cells of our body. And they just, they're beautiful partners. Yeah, I um, I have a thing for crystals, and I want to say I have an addiction, but it's kind of close to it. <laughs> and uh, I love them. And I, I every so often I will incorporate them into a Reiki session because I just, again, intuition. It's like sometimes spirit will say to me, get that or get that and get that crystal. And, and you know, he or she needs this. And I just listen, you know, 55 mm-hmm. years of fighting the system and not listening all the time and in the last couple of years I finally got it and uh, so I'll I'll get the crystals and I'll use them and um, although I got to say on Reiki Ward's crystal grid usually all the crystals on the outside are quartz and sometimes I I, you know we interchange the the crystal in the middle but not very Mm -hmm. often but I lean more towards the quartz yeah and it's a wonderful well, thing. The quartz also is a carrier and amplifier of the other stones that you put with it too. So um, I oftentimes combine you know, in our grid or in sessions. I oftentimes combine other stones with the quartz, but I always right. do have quartz as part of it. Yeah, yeah. Quartz is like you got to have that quartz and do whatever else you want. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, this is great. Uh, Lavelle, I want to thank you very much for being my guest this evening. It was wonderful having you on. Very interesting. Well, thank I hope, you for inviting me. I hope to see you at some point. I'm going to give that. Uh, I'm going to give some more thoughts to that kidnapping Kathy. <laughs> I think you should do that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so okay. much. Take care. You Have too. Have a beautiful good weekend night. and good luck. Uh, good luck with your all your endeavors. Thank you. Same to you. Good night. Good night. You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Sheehan, Rose Jimenez. Your source for all things Reiki. In love.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.